The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As always, uh, on Monday, Ivan filling in for Pat. Uh, we go stateside uh, on a Monday. It's a great pleasure to welcome back Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor with WSHU Public Radio. And I, I used to, in my misspent childhood, listen to BBC Radio 4, where they had Alistair Cook's Letter from America, whereby he picked out uh, topical transatlantic stories in a very amusing way. And Terry's our equivalent of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Thank Terry. You, Ive. <laughs> what, what, what is, remind me again about the sort of bribery scandal in relation to people trying to access uh, American colleges, athletic scholarships and things like that. And what's the latest twist on the controversy? Well, the scandal was a couple of years ago where very well-off people, um, tech billionaires, millionaires, actresses, famous, uh, the families of famous actresses would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to a so-called broker who would then donate the money to one of the elite universities to place their student in an athletic scholarship, even though the student had no athletic ability. Uh, basically, basically paying an institution, say four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to get the student in. That was brought down uh, several years ago. Several people went to jail, including um, several high-profile actors and actresses. The latest in in, in the story is that two of the parents had their charges dismissed over by the end of last week. Um, Again, it's on a complicated, I would say, legal loophole in that the originally the base charges were that these slots at the prestigious universities were property and that they paid a bribe to it. The court, the appeals court ruled that, well, no, they are not actual property. And if you're paying a bribe to someone, they can't be a victim. So the charges were dismissed. And, and and therefore, are we back to square one or what? No. Well, with these two uh, fathers, they've, they're dismissed. They're free and clear. Those who have already served time, uh, those who have paid any restitution, those students who have lost their places on campus, they're not going back. Um, they're gone. They've done their time. It was only these two particular fathers who appealed. Okay. One of the most vexed political issues are appointments to the Supreme Court. And as people retire, Trump made various conservative appointments. Tell us about uh, some of the judgments that are now emanating from Supreme Court rulings. Well, there were four big judgments last week. Uh, The first one was on the so-called state independent state legislature theory about elections in which proponents proposed that state legislatures had the right to do anything they wanted to do with the results of an election. They could turn it away, they could change it, they could disregard it, um, and that the courts or the governor had no say in the matter. The Supreme Court turned that down. If that would have been passed, that would have been a big blow to American democracy because basically it gave whatever party in power in the state legislatures the authority to overturn elections pretty much at will. The other big three was affirmative action in colleges and universities. The Supreme Court ruled that race cannot be a factor in determining who gets to go to elite colleges. 
The second one was on student loans. President Biden had proposed forgiving up to $10,000 in federal student loans, which is a small slice of the pie. To those who are making under $125,000 or $250,000 as a couple. And then the last and also very controversial was on LGBTQ rights in which a Colorado web designer sued that she shouldn't be forced to have to create a web page for a gay couple uh, for their marriage. Uh, the court ruled that she did have the right. This one has some interesting twists and turns because it appears that the case or the facts of the case were entirely made up. I see. Let's just hone in on the uh, Supreme Court overturning um, precedent on affirmative action. What's to be the likely implications of that? Well, I mean, immediately and in the short term, it could mean that less black students are admitted to the most prestigious, highest uh, institutions of higher learning. The suit was brought together by brought forward by a group of Asian-American students who said that they were being kept out of institutions such as Harvard University and the University of North Carolina because their slots were being taken by black Americans who were basically being allowed into the institutions solely because they were black. So that in and of itself now is no longer allowed, except for a loophole in the military academies. There you can still use race as a factor to admission. What universities have started to do even before this and what they're looking forward to is what they're calling a diversity um, ranking in which Yes, you look at whatever the student brings to the table as they're applying to a university. So it could be race. It could be their economic situation. It could be, obviously, athletic skill. It could be grades. So it's part of the package, but it's not the sole decision. Speaking of race relations, tell me about this reparations issue. So you have the uh, legacy issue of slavery, And uh, this Californian uh, report has come out, a task force report. um, And what, what did it recommend? Well, out in California, it recommended that there was, there should be reparations paid to the descendants of slaves. Now, that has been a topic, I would actually say, for the past 25, 30 years that has been slowly gaining traction that those who are descended from slaves, as you said, uh, you know, there is a generational effect that they should somehow be, I'm going to use air quotes here, made whole by giving reparations. Now, in California, this is as far as it's gotten as in any state. So the number could be astronomical. It could be $1 million, you know, paid to descendants of those who were enslaved uh, back in pre-Civil War days, you know, so we're talking, you know, those 160 years ago and older. Um, It's making its way through the legislature. It could have a chance to pass. How it's going to be paid for, uh, that's another question. And uh, and in terms of the check in the post, are we talking about sizable amounts? Like, given that this could go back 100 years, how would you trace people? You know, how would you relate it to siblings? Or or, like, it, it seems like a minefield to me. 
Uh, it most likely would be. I mean, and and the amount of money is is you know could be get could get astronomical very quickly. California again is the only state that's really gotten that far. Other states have been talking about, well, yes, there maybe should be some sort of reparations, but what is it? It goes back to, could it be a place in college? Could it be trained job training? Could it be, you know, um, uh, uh, vocational training? So it's an issue that comes up. California is the one who's going the farthest with it and with the most amount of money. Final thing I want to ask you, this guy, Robert Malley, he was the U.S. special envoy for Iran. And, and you know, we, we can think of various in Iran nuclear deal and so on. He was suspended, was he? Yeah, he he was. His, his security clearance was revoked. He was placed on paid and then unpaid leave pending an investigation, you know, into... Um, into into his dealings you know cnn is reporting that the chairman of the house affairs committee um you know was was complaining that hey the administration was not telling us about this or not making him available to testify before congress so uh, uh, again very early stages um but he was the lead negotiator in, in in the nuclear deal so there are there are concerns about that and the latest on the Republican uh, nomination front, uh, big rallies underway for Trump. Trump held a rally over the weekend in South Carolina. Over 50,000 people attended. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham was booed off the stage in his home state, actually in his home county. Uh, Republicans also attended a group or convention called Moms for Liberty. And these are mothers who are fighting what they call the woke agenda at the local level in the school board meetings. Uh, the major candidates were all there. That was in Philadelphia on Friday. After talking to you last week, I listened back to the tape of uh, Trump, which you didn't know was being recorded, speaking about classified documents. Uh, it, it was pretty, pretty damning, wasn't it? Like, I mean, it, by his own words, he this is confidential and that's confidential. And, you know, I shouldn't be showing you this. You know, it, it seemed barefaced. Well, he's saying now that this was all bravado, that he was, you know, actually uh, bragging about it, but it was, you know, a bravado act. But as I said last week, just the cavalierness of the interaction, uh, that this was not, it, it was something that sounded like he could have done before. The fact that he had it on his desk, you hear the rustling of papers, you know, means that these secrets were, were not kept safe. You know, they were on his desk. He was able to pull it out. He showed it to people. Actually, even talking about a highly classified document or plan without even showing the document is also illegal. This week's Letter from America, a la Terry Sheridan. Uh, our thanks indeed for that potpourri of issues uh, that were updated on managing editor of WSHU Public Radio in New York. Thank you for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.